Good evening once again, everyone. We're so glad to have you here. And uh, we're going to share with you, boys and girls, the Christmas story. And if you, you boys and girls that can read, you can look up here in a little bit. And of course, moms and dads and everyone else out there can read too. There'll be a part of this, this, uh, this story that we'll, we will invite you to, to uh, shout out with the angels, if you would, please. And please don't just read it. Uh, shout it, okay? And I'll, I'll tell you what you're going to, you're going to say, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Should we practice that? Let's practice it, okay? Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And you can go even louder when we get to it in the story, okay? So boys and girls, here it is, the story of Jesus' coming into the world. There was great drama during that time. Mary was ready to have a baby, and God had caused the leaders in the land to cause a census. That means everybody had to go back to their own town and register. And so thousands of people were moving all over the place in Israel just to get one couple to one special town, the Bible said the Savior had to be born. What town was that, boys and girls? Bethlehem. Bethlehem, that's right. So here's how the story goes. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Galilee in Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And the time, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in their fields at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Are you ready, boys and girls? Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory, Glory to God in the highest. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened the angels, that the angels have told us about. So they hurried off and found, <laughs> so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, 
glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Do you love the story of Christmas, boys and girls? There's a reason why Christmas is a story, especially for kids, because it was about a child who came into this world. Isn't it amazing that God became not just a man, God became a what? He became a baby, a helpless little baby. But he wasn't helpless, was he? He came here to save us from our sins. And I want to pray for every one of you, boys and girls, that every one of you will give your hearts to Jesus sometime, okay? Will you bow your heads with me and close your eyes with me? And let's pray together, okay? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the story of Jesus. We thank you for the story of Christmas. We thank you for the fulfillment of prophecy. We thank you that Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the Lord of heaven, your one and only son, came to this earth to love on these children, who came to this earth to love on us. For you, Father God, so loved the world that you gave your one and only son that whoever would believe in him, trust in him, give their heart to him, would not perish, but have everlasting life. And God, in Jesus' name, in the, in the child who came on this day that we celebrate, Christmas, in his name, we ask that you would save these children, that you would cause their minds and their hearts to be given to you and that you would reveal yourself to them. And we pray for their mommies and their daddies, their grandpas and their grandmas, their aunts and their uncles, and everyone in this room, that this holy day that we celebrate would become a holy moment for them. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, boys and girls. Thanks so much for coming up here. You go back to your moms and dads, okay? Thank you, Praise Brand. Again, thanks so much for coming out uh, this evening. I know that uh, not everyone here is excited about Christmas. I'm sure that most of you are. But I'm just as sure that some of you are probably struggling right now for one reason or another. And I have a special heart for those of you that are struggling. I have a heart for those of you who are lonely, uh, for those of you who have lost a spouse or a child or a special friend or a mother or a father. And Christmas time for you, you have to almost... Uh, sort of conjure everything up within you just to be joyful at a time when you know you're supposed to be joyful. Um, I just read this this morning because we've been asking the question, here's the title of our series, When God Came Down. And we have established in recent days that it was indeed God who came down at Christmas time. And we've been looking, we looked very particularly at a passage yesterday in John's gospel, the very first chapter. 
And we ask the question repeatedly, who is this who came down? And we answered it. He, he's God. He's the eternal God. He's the creator of all things. And he's the one who will make you his child if you believe on him and give you a reason for living, hope in your dying, and yes, joy in the here and now in spite of whatever you're going through. I read this this morning in the 24th Psalm. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. And then the psalmist asked the question, who is this king of glory? And then he answers it. The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. Do we have any curmudgeons in this group tonight? I'm not expecting any hands to go up. We ran into one the other day while we were caroling. That was quite an experience. We were at a, one of these uh, uh, independent living places, and we were singing carols and having a great time. In fact, as we were walking down a corridor, a couple, about 20 of us singing, there was an elderly lady in her upper 80s who heard us from behind. She didn't know it was us, and she was dancing. I think she thought it was music. Believe me, we didn't sound that good. But she was dancing, and then she turned around and saw us, and she was just shocked. She was not the curmudgeon. We got done, uh, and we were walking out. We were just about to the foyer, and we were met by another elderly woman by herself. And uh, she said, you're supposed to have a permit to be here. And she pointed at the door. And we were just, we didn't know what to, in fact, instinctively, one of, our, one of the kids in our group, we had some of the children in our group, he just instinctively ran up and gave her a gift because that's what he did to everybody we sang to. And she went, oh. I, I didn't know what else to say except, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and we left. There's a Christmas carol. We don't sing it often, but I'll bet many of you are familiar with Longfellow actually wrote it in the 1800s. It's called, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Familiar with that song? Okay. Uh, are you familiar? Because someone has said that this is a carol for the age, for the age in which we live. Listen to this stanza. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. This sounds like a curmudgeon. But not really. Henry Longfellow wrote that in 1863. You remember what was going on in 1863? Well, you say, well, he was thinking about the Civil War, and he, he was. But in 1861, his wife, in an accident, her clothing caught fire. And she went up like a match. Longfellow did everything he could to save her and was severely burned in the process. She died. He was so severely burned, he, was, he, couldn't, get to the, he couldn't go to the funeral and grew 
a beard to cover up the facial scars that resulted. It was in all of that that he wrote these words. So it wasn't like he was looking from afar. And I know that some of you, you look at, you're so um, enamored with what's going on in the world, and nothing seems to be getting any better, and it's not. But the Bible says that things will continue to get worse. Did you know that? Until the one who came the first time comes again and sets it straight. Because the Christmas story reminds us, not only did God come down, but he's coming down again. And did you know that some of the songs that we sing even reflect that? Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth, what? Receive her king. And then, no more let sin or sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. I don't know about you, but I still see a lot of sin, a lot of sorrow, and a lot of thorns infesting the ground, don't you? He rules the world with truth and grace. That's talking about Jesus' return. I guess, I imagine because it's so filled with hope and praise, it just made its way into the Christmas genre. And rightly so. Rightly so. As we sing the songs of the season that remind us that God came down, we should be reminded at this time that God is going to come down again. In the same person, in Jesus, when he comes, the Bible says the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ, all those who knew Jesus, who some of you are mourning right now, My wife, just the other day, encountered one of our newer widows, and she was just having a very, very difficult time. And what could we do but love her and hug her and remind her that, of the goodness of God and the coming of Jesus? Because the Bible says, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with all of that shouting, the voice of the archangel, the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain, that is, those of us who know Jesus, will be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. What a reunion. And all these things we are reminded of and should be reminded of at Christmas time. Now, Longfellow, when he wrote, I heard the bells at Christmas time, he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't forget about that. Yes, he, it does sound very despairing, but his final stanza goes like this. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail. The right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill toward men. We've asked the question repeatedly, who is this who came down? But we're not the first to ask questions about the Messiah. In fact, remember Herod, when Jesus came, Herod asked the question, where is this king of glory? Remember that? Now, he wasn't sincere. He said, I want to go and, remember what he said? Worship him. Did he really want to worship Jesus? No, not any more than some of you want to worship him. You just like the whole Christmas season. 
But the intention of this is that you might become a true worshiper of God, unlike the liar, Herod, who's really just had murder in his heart. He asked the question, where is the king of glory? Pilate encountered him in his manhood. And while he was being tortured, and just before he would hang on a cross for our sins, and he asked him, are you the king of glory? You remember that? Are you the king? And Jesus affirmed, indeed, I am. And you will, you know, you'll see. <laughs> he sees now, doesn't he? Jesus is the king of glory. The psalmist asked, and we already heard, who is this king of glory? He's the Lord, strong and mighty, mighty in battle. And the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ, the final chapter of the Bible, says he is king of kings and lord of lords, and those who are with him, they're called, they're chosen, they're faithful. Are you with him tonight? Who is this king of glory? He is Jesus Christ. Come as humble as you could possibly come. Laying aside his glory, and even our artwork here depicts that. Yet remaining God, never sinning, unlike me, unlike you, so that he could take my sin and your sin upon himself on a tree, on a cross, and die for your sins. And then rise again to say, I told you so. I am the king of glory. Do you know him? Do you know him? As we conclude our time tonight, we'll sing a very familiar hymn, Christmas song, and you'll sing along. But drink these words in and ask yourself, do I know this king of glory? Is he enshrined? Is he enthroned on your heart? The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, King, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Do you know the king? Whoever calls on the name of the king, the Lord Jesus Christ, from their heart will be saved. Will you call upon him? Pray with me, would you? Our Father in heaven, thank you so much for this Christmas season. Thank you for the reminder that Jesus, who came, is the same Jesus who will come again. And we look for him to come. And we pray that we would be ready. And I pray for everyone in this packed out room right now that their hearts and their minds would be engaged. And by faith, they would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of glory. Believing what he did was for them personally that they would 
right now acknowledge their unrighteous state and believe that his death was on their behalf and receive his righteousness and be saved. For those of us who do know you, Lord, may we live before you as your servants to the King of kings and the Lord of lords to whom we worship on this this night. In Jesus' name, amen.